Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's so great to have you all with me on the Highway to Scale. It's a podcast in which we explore the ins and outs of business success and where we cover topics like validating business ideas, exploring different management styles, building products, launching them on the market, raising capital and scaling your business. Now, before we get to the main part, please consider subscribing and get in touch with me if you want to be a guest on the show. In today's episode, I'm joined by Matthias, who is the CEO of Motif. It's a company that upgrades, automates and streamlines the way you sell custom merch online. Motif was started in 2014, they raised more than $25 million and with more than 5,000 retailers on the platform, they are now spearheading the global adoption of on-demand production in retail. In this podcast, Matthias will tell us more about the importance of looking at your customers as partners and why building a business always revolves around testing and learning. So let's cut the intro and let's jump right into the episode to see what Matthias can teach us about building a business. Matthias, welcome to the show. It's great to be here, Dorian. Thank you for having me. Uh, okay, uh, before we dig deeper uh, into your business, could you tell me just what Motif is all about? Uh, can you tell me what your role as a CEO is? Yeah, absolutely. Motif, we uh, we launched Motif in the market in 2016. And you now we really saw, uh, obviously, the rise of e-commerce and opportunity to provide an easier solution Uh in the hands of entrepreneurs and influencers worldwide who are building up social media assets, looking to monetize. They want to get into e-commerce, yet it's quite a lot of work, right? You got to build up your store pages, manage your payments, your supply chain, your fulfillment, customer support. And that's why we launched Motif to bring a turnkey solution where we basically provide everything to our users and they can focus on the creation and, and, and the promotion of the products with everything else is done by us. It's turnkey, it's free to use. And people can sell globally and will produce everything on demand. So after mm-hmm. orders are generated by the influencer or the entrepreneur. And uh, another company is currently around 100 people. My role as CEO has grown from being a founder in the early years, testing the idea and getting traction all the way up to now managing, obviously, 100 colleagues and making sure that, that mm-hmm. as an organization, we deliver the best value to our clients. Yeah, uh, I, I like the, uh, the st- this thing you said. Uh, everything is on demand. This is this yeah. is one of the things that I really like about uh, about your company, and it looks to me as it's it is a grand grand benefit for everyone who wants to you know sell their merchandise. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, you know it, 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 it takes literally a minute to push a product out to your audience and. Uh, and again, there's no need to buy upfront inventory, right? So a couple of years ago in the old models, you have to design a product, you have to find a supply, mm-hmm. you have to put inventory in, and then you have to guess the colors and the sizes you'd be selling. And you'd always get it wrong, right? So you're always going to be left with stock that you're not going to yeah, be selling. Yeah. Now, so that model is time consuming and expensive. And it's also just not good for the environment at the end of the day. So flip that on its head in a world where you're putting digital creations on your store of products that you want to sell. And when the order is generated, reproduce that item in the same color, the same size. And you know what? Reproduce it as close to your buyer as possible. Mm-hmm. So if you're an influencer in, 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 let's say, in London, in the UK, and you're selling in the US, that's where your buyer is, will produce there. If your buyer is in Brazil, will produce there. So also, hey, quicker about getting the product into the hands of your customer 
and obviously reducing carbon footprint as uh, as we get along, which obviously is really important. Of course, of course, yeah. Uh, so uh, let's go back to the to the start of Motif. Uh, you founded the company uh, with a couple of your uh, co-founders. So what would you say are the biggest benefits of having you know a team instead of just being a uh, solo businessman? I think um, you know every entrepreneurial journey has uh, has uh, uh, its moments where you benefit from having people around you, you know, to share the highs and the lows with. So I think mm-hmm. that's that's mm-hmm. first and foremost is the benefit, knowing that you're not alone in it. You got a team of people around you that you trust and you share the upside and the downside with. You know, that's that's just it's just more fun. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think the second thing also is. Um, it's a lot of work and there's a lot of different things that you need to be good at in order to make a business work. And there's financials, there's technology, there's supply chain in our, in, in, and when it comes to Motif. Um, and it's impossible for, for anyone to know everything by him or herself. Um, so mm-hmm. being able mm-hmm. to have people around you that have bring different capabilities and expertise and experience within the team and help you know, build up some complementary skills is, is really important. Great, uh, great. So, uh, is that uh, the way you you build the the rest of your company uh, when it comes to new hires? Do you always look for people who can add on to the company, uh, or do you do you like that approach of being a, a cultural fit company where everyone needs to fit into the into the same mold? I think that's um, I think that's a bit of a transition over time. So, you know, when when you're just starting out, let's say you're ten, twenty people. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and, and, and things happen, right? Events that you don't plan for, they happen and you need to respond to. So I think it's helpful if you have people that have that entrepreneurial mindset that whilst they might focus on something, they have the agility to switch to another task if that's what the business needs at that point in time. So you're always looking for that entrepreneurial drive and just getting things done mentality. And I think that's that's something we always look for in our, in our colleagues um, still to this point in time. As you get larger, your organization, you need to specialize a bit more. Um, you're looking yeah. for people to own specific outcomes. Um, but still, that entrepreneurial agility is something that that we'd always still like to find within our people because, you know, e-commerce is growing and booming and, uh, and you want to be able to react quickly. And if you find, if you have to hire every time you want to respond to something, you know, you're going to lose out. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit of both. Okay. Uh, so when it comes to the industry that uh, Motif is in and that Motif covers, uh, over the last couple of years, uh, there has been a major boom when it comes to social media, social media influencers and brands who are looking to to push their products online. Uh, what do you see as some of the benefits of having strong social media presence and that industry booming as a whole? Yeah, so... Obviously, if you think about social media from an e-commerce perspective, I think there are a couple of implications, which is both on how we entrepreneurs, retailers, brands promote our products and engage with our buyers, mm-hmm. as well as how buyers consume uh, ideas to purchase new, new things. And I think social media as a channel to e-commerce is growing really quickly. And that means we're in different stages of the consumer funnel, right? So awareness, we're... As a consumer, we're discovering new brands online. We're finding new products in social media. So that's often the first new touch point where we, where we, where we get introduction to products and brands. And that's something that brands and, and retailers and influencers obviously play into by building up social media audiences, followings, and that they can engage with much more closely, much more dynamically. 
Um, and that provides new e-commerce opportunities. You see that social media platforms are really investing in this. You know, Facebook, Instagram, mm -hmm. everybody's mm -hmm. investing in making e-commerce checkouts within social media happening quicker and in a more uh, consumer-friendly way. Uh, so that's really where the world is moving to from that area. How we as Motif respond to that is, you know, social media is so quick, right? I mean, you're scrolling through a news feed and exactly. things is just yeah. happening. And it's really that instantaneous nature is important. So we, you know, we sometimes like to think that so that Motif is as fast as social media. You know, it takes 30 <laughs> seconds to launch, you know, a new product for those who, who, who know how to navigate the platform. So the moment something happens, the moment something gets uh, virality, you can respond to that and immediately put a product out there to monetize that and to engage with the customers. You know, some years ago, that would have taken weeks, if not months, to do that. And now yeah. you can do it right within minutes. And and that that's a big response to how social media has changed our life as both consumers and retailers. Exactly, exactly. And uh, what I liked most uh, about uh, one, of the, one of the things you, you said, you are not just a platform, but you are a partner. You don't offer your users just the opportunity to put their merchandise uh, on the store, but you also give them analytics. You help them uh, analyze trends, see how could they uh, grow their companies too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, first and foremost, we are obviously a technology platform that is solving problems for our users, but we are not a faceless platform. We work mm -hmm. extremely close with our partners, whether they're brands and retailers, all the way up to influencers. And you now everybody has their own success manager. Um, and that success manager will be on calls with you daily, weekly, monthly, whatever you prefer to discuss strategies, to bring insights that we know that are working in specific segments of the market on the platform about how to promote products, how to price products. Um, you know, it's, it's a mix of analytics and experience that we like to feed into our partners because at the end of the day, if our partners win, we win. And and so it's, we put a lot of effort in there. We have a uh, we have communities like a, a group on Facebook run around, um, which is called Motif. Um, where we have weekly live streams to share lots of data and insights and, and really mm -hmm. um, engage our, our partners who are using our platform to build up their own businesses and help them succeed. Uh, in 2020, you got a quite large investment. Uh, so can you tell me what that process looked like? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, I think the first question I was to ask is whether, you know, whether raising investment is the right thing to do and whether it's the right time to do it as well. And obviously, mm -hmm. as an entrepreneur who you own the company, you're always giving up a little piece of the pie of the equity when you of raise course, investment. Yeah. So, you know, and, and that's what you must be conscious for. So for us, raising investments is all about the fact that, well, we know the market is moving quickly. And if we raise investment external capital, we have the firepower to do more quicker. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that was really the decision for us to to raise uh, to raise investments, and alongside it, obviously get a partner into the company, in, you know, as an ex investor who can help us open up new doors, uh, help strengthen some of the the processes and the teams and the capabilities we have in our organization as we scale globally, uh, because we're running quite a complicated business. Um, mm -hmm. In terms of what that money then enables us to do, it enables us to invest. It enables us to invest quicker into our technology, into our team, into our capabilities to really provide a better experience ongoingly for our partners. And again, it comes back to what you said, right, Dorian? If we provide a better experience, better analytics, better technology, deeper integrations into social media to our partners, they will succeed quicker and better as well. And again, coming back to the win-win. 
So this this money is really used to continuously invest in technology. Um, you know, we're working with very larger brands and retailers now as well, where it's funny because a couple of years ago, the whole on-demand e-commerce model was adopted by individual entrepreneurs like myself mm-hmm. who are agile, who can move quickly, who want to respond to that trend of social media. And now we're seeing that larger brands and retailers, they're also thinking, well, key trends like personalization that requires a new supply chain capability and a new e-commerce capability are things that they want to jump on. They want to respond to the social media opportunities. So we started to work closely with some really large brands and retailers and helping them get on the on-demand e-commerce learning curve as well. And that's really exciting. So that's where we'll put a lot of the energy and focus alongside continue to serve our customers um, and partners that we have already. Yeah, just it's just as you said, you, you're scrolling through your social media feed and you see new trends, new things that you can jump onto. And big corporations are usually very slow. So it's yeah. kind of natural they want to partner, partner with you. So uh, are there any plans for you to, you know, expand even bigger into into some other uh, other industries other than you know merchandising which has been uh, uh, a sort of a core for motif now i, I think merchandising is um you know, it, there's two sides of this one first of all the, the market size right if you think about any high street retailer 80 percent mm. of the volume um is in general apparel types of products so that's where the market is so for me it's really exciting from an opportunity as well as from a sustainability impact perspective that we can have to help move that market along from upfront production into on demand, right? And uh, whether that's influencer, entrepreneurs or retailers, that's really exciting. I think also the second thing is that that is the underlying technology for on demand production has focused on first, right? Um, Mm -hmm. The market is now shifting um, or progressing more into other products, other production technologies that are turned from bulk volume production into yeah, on-demand, yeah. right? I, I know there's some, um, some some great new technology coming out. Uh, I think it's going to hit the market within a year or two where every piece of apparel that we wear right now can be made on-demand within seconds locally. Wow. So imagine you're a consumer in Germany. You want to buy a sweater. It's going to be made for you on-demand within Germany you're going to put the order in. It's just a piece of fabric at that point in time. And mm-hmm. it's not just the printing, but it's actually the whole product is going to be made on demand for you. To me, that is exciting. That's that's where this industry is moving. And we want to be um, the company that has helped driving adoption of that technology. Right? Just having technology that can produce it is one thing. But as a retailer or an influencer, you'd also need the right e-commerce environment and the right capabilities to bring that to the market. And that's where we come in. I would just like to talk about some of the challenges that you had to face while you uh, built Motif into a large company as it is today. Uh, what were some of the things that uh, were the hardest to you on that path? I mean, it's um, it's very hard. It's uh, in, in many ways. So I, I'm a first-time founder, entrepreneur, CEO myself. I, I have an ex-consulting mm-hmm. background. Um and, and so I, I definitely wasn't aware of how tough it would be, actually. And it's tough in many different yeah, ways. Yeah. So obviously, on a personal note, it's, uh, you know, you're working you know, six, seven days a week, 15 hour days, and uh, and you need a personal support environment that is understanding and is enabling and is supporting you. And I think that's really, really important. And I'm fortunate enough to have that in place. Um, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. otherwise, that, that is a challenge, obviously. And um 
because you know it's tough and often as uh, especially i think in my role um it's natural to take a lot of the burden on yourself and yeah, uh, of course and, and to try to protect the team from from some of the challenges right and and i think that's something you get better in over time as well as a first time founder and ceo myself uh but that's definitely on a personal and emotional level it's been tough and you got to be quite resilient uh to be able to deal with that um i think the other challenge is just you know the need to surround yourself with the right people you know people that are more experienced that are better at specific areas and that can then have that cultural fit to all work together and how do you mm -hmm. do that with a company that transitions quickly that that grows globally and that is almost different every six months um you know, yeah, that is yeah. that is the hardest part so over time more and more of my focus is 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 is, is really um on how do we as a company acquire the best colleagues the best talent and make them work together well knowing that we're a remote first company. So we have colleagues all over the world, across you know, the UK, mm -hmm. Lisbon, Czech, um, Germany, the US, Brazil, Vietnam, um, Russia. Um, and, and that is really, really important. Um, but yeah, so those, are, those would be two of the biggest ones, I guess. You expanded into new and new, 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 and new locations with uh, new team members from all around the world. Uh, what were some of the challenges of, of that process? I think it's um, the, the reason why we did it because we are a global company. So we, 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 we work with retailers and entrepreneurs, influencers from every part in the world, and they mm -hmm. can sell to customers in every part of the world. And we have uh, production partners all over the world as well. So we want to be local in the markets that matter to us. Um, and so that's why we did it. Um, how you get it to work is 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 of course tough. Um, time zone, time zones mm -hmm. are really difficult yeah, to manage. Sometimes you plan six and seven, and it's and it's uh, you know that 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 is sometimes a, in itself a logistical challenge. We have you know regular company uh, town hall meetings, and you're always going to be looking mm -hmm. for that slot in the day where it's where everybody, regardless whether you're in Vietnam, Brazil, Russia, or the UK, are able to join easily in a in a, in, in all the time that that sort of works, um, and I think it's just over communicating, investing a lot, and also making sure that the links between the teams and across the layers of the organizations work well together. And it's about putting the systems and the tools in place to make it easier for people. Um, and but it's an ongoing focus and effort. And um, you know, as a result of um, um, what happens, what's currently happening in the world with the spread of uh, of COVID nineteen. We've made that firm mm -hmm. decision. We're 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 a remote first company, um, and and so we're continuously putting out the building blocks that enhances the ability for our colleagues, regardless of where you are in the world, yeah. to be able yeah. to communicate easy with your colleague on the other end of the of, of the world. Basically, um, thankfully, there's so much technology and systems in place right now to help and accommodate for that. Um, but yeah, it's really about uh, uh, making sure there's the right cultural fit, uh, regardless of where you are in the world the passion to help our partners win and then putting the systems in place uh, around it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, uh, while we're still on the topic of uh, challenges, what were some of the maybe mistakes that you did as a, as a CEO? I think the, the things I, and I guess that's, that's normal for many people is, is regret the most is it's not the things we tried that didn't work, but more the things mm -hmm. I, I wanted to do and didn't do quick enough. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and, and those are the hardest ones for me where, you know, you know, 
when it's a gut feeling, when it's confirmed by the data that there's something you must do and um, and then you're waiting too long, uh, you miss the opportunity to do it quicker. Um, mm-hmm. And that can be due to many things, right? Uh, focus, you know, where do we put our, our, our colleagues and who's working what at which point in time. So those are the things I regret the most. The things I wish I, w- I knew I should have done earlier or sooner. Yeah. Um, it's not the things that we've done and didn't work. Um, mm-hmm. No regrets there. It's all about learning and testing. Uh, now that you mentioned, uh, you know, the gut feeling and, and the data, uh, how would you describe your management style, your decision-making style? Is it more of a gut feeling, I think this is going to be a good move? Or is it, you know, okay, I see hard data, this is what we need to do? I think, you know, as a company progresses and you get access to more and more data, um, obviously you you want to become far more data-led in your decision-making. Uh, and that's a mix of um, you know, hard data, facts, numbers, um, mm-hmm. um, that, we, that, we, that we distill out of the platform. Um, mixed with qualitative data to sometimes understand the why and the rationale behind data points being the way they are. My style would then be to, you know, and I, and I, all, all of our colleagues is to form a hypothesis. Well, okay, what is the most likely reason why it is what it is? And that could be either an outcome which is better than expected or yeah, an outcome yeah. which is behind where we want it to be. Um, now, it's all about forming, you know, engaging with our customers quickly forming ideas and hypotheses and testing them. So rather than boiling the ocean and, look, and, and looking for every potential scenario of what could have ha- happened leading to a specific outcome of a number, it's about following your instinct, your gut feel, form a hypothesis, confirm it quickly uh, and move on. I think that, that, that that's trying to keep us focused. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, great. Uh, so uh, what would be some of your main advice for, you know, starting entrepreneurs, people who are just trying to launch their companies? What would be uh, your go-to tips for, you know, growing a successful business? Um, you know, I, I, I think there's, there's three. One, it's um, focus on the market and user and, and um, mm-hmm. um, make sure that your customers drive your key decisions. Well, it's about... Mm-hmm. product technology or support or whatever that means your customers got to be driving your strategy and your focus yeah and yeah. um as long as it's the right customer to, to be serving long term right the right the right segment mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. customer um i of think course. that's yeah. key and, and and making sure that the whole organization understands understands the why why we're doing things why is this important to our customers? why does this matter why is this going to make a difference it doesn't matter which part of the organization you're in you need to be aware and, and, that, and that becomes harder and harder, but that's something that we're really focused on. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This, I think the second thing is surround yourself with people early on that, uh, you know, like that, 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 that complement your personality, your skills, your experience. And, and, and it's sometimes, especially I think as a founder early on, tough to let go. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. it, it's, it's really tough, right? Because uh, it's your baby and, and, uh, but there comes a point in time really quickly, probably for, for many of us, including myself, to, to hand, uh, hand specific areas of the business over to some people who just, just done it before. And uh, yeah. it's helped drive focus and, and bring quality in terms of the work. Um, yeah, so that's you, you the want second to, You one. want to micromanage things, but you know you shouldn't. You, you know you shouldn't. And you got to force yourself to let go. you got to force mm-hmm. yourself. And... and um, 
and letting go doesn't mean don't care. No, it means the opposite. It means caring so much that you are aware that someone else with full focus and experience can just do a much better job. Um, of course, yeah, exactly, exactly. And and, that. and that's but it's um, it's it's something to uh, to always remind yourself of. And um, and I think the third thing is just you got to do what you love. It's uh, you know it's 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 tough. It's you got to build up resilience. And if you don't come in every morning in the day and being proud of you know, why you're here, what you're doing, what you're working on, what's where we're trying to get to long term. It's gonna be it's gonna be hard to to maintain motivation at the level where you need it to be. Um, to, you know, you're coming into the office Saturday morning, eight a.m. and like sometimes yeah. like, why am I here? Um, <laughs> and 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 you gotta you gotta enjoy the work. And it's not it's not all fun, of course not. But just keep yeah. sight of the big picture. That's 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 an amazing thing you just said. You basically it boils down to this: you got to love what you do. Uh, I have just one more question before we uh, before we end. Uh, what is the future of Motif? What are some of your next steps? What do you want to do with the company? I mean, the future for us is, um, you know, we 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 are the e-commerce platform for on-demand, you know, on-demand production, fulfillment, supply chain, but also e-commerce in general. Now, we, we want to be the platform that enables retailers of all sizes to respond to their clients and customers needs quick. Um, and we are just at the beginning. We're at the beginning of this on-demand revolution. And you know, it's about continuing leading the way and making it easy for retailers and our clients to be jumping on that opportunity, making the most of it is where we're going to be investing our time. So I know that many industries traditionally remain not digitalized as much as they should yeah yeah many large retailers they need to respond to the changing e-commerce landscape they need to be more agile but internal processes and systems and cultures don't 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 always support that and that's why we're going to be focusing our efforts you know helping enabling our partners to jump on those opportunities be more agile and um, uh, so that will be our continued focus and uh, as we get more customers and customers do better we'll thrive we'll continue to thrive Excellent, excellent. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Matthias, uh, it was a really great talk and we got a really, really large number of great insights about building a successful business. And we are done. If you stuck with us until the end, here are a few key takeaways from this episode that I want you to remember. Number one, provide your users with top-notch customer support. That's the difference between a good company and an exceptional one. Number two, Building a business is all about testing and learning. You shouldn't regret doing something and failing, but failing to do something you knew was the right thing to do. And number three, don't just look at your users as customers, but as partners and help them grow. Because the more they grow, the more you grow. The more they grow, the more you grow. Now, before you sign off, don't forget to subscribe so you get notified when we publish new episodes. And leave us a review if you enjoyed the podcast and learned something new. It will be highly appreciated. Also, if you want to be a guest on the show, shoot me an email or hit me up on LinkedIn. My contact info is down in the description. And that's it. I'm Dorian. You've been listening to Highway to Scale. And I'll see you all in the next episode.